0: Welcome back to episode four of the Final Play Podcast. We got a great episode for you today. We're talking some MLB All-Star game, some injuries to look for in the second half of the season, previewing uh, the trade deadline a little bit, maybe talking about teams that are going to be sellers and buyers, and uh, it's not looking great for me. It's not looking great for me. Not we might at all. We, we might touch on NBA Summer League, but um, no
1: one really cares about the Summer League, so yeah. Yeah um a lot has happened obviously since we did our last episode the all-star game happened that's kind of what we're going to talk about first and the home run derby exciting home run derby it's a it, pretty good one it was a good home run derby It um, was a good one
0: yeah i you know the rosarena vladimir guerrero final was not who i would have picked i didn't i
1: mean i was not I was surprised by Randy making it that far just because the smaller frame that he has. I always assume the bigger guys are going to get a little bit further because they have to use less energy to get the ball over the fence. But hey, Randy had him and him. I'm glad because he's an entertainer. I, I love Randy, but like I just wasn't expecting to make it that far.
0: No, I to be honest, I think that the home run derby was so good or it seemed so good because my expectations were so low when I saw yeah. the field. Like I, I thought... The Randy Rosarena's, the Julio Rodriguez's, and the like, and Mookie Betts were all going to perform like Mookie Betts did. These guys that run the ball out of the park when they have, you know, Velo coming in off of an MLB arm because they, you know, just barrel everything up. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think they would have that kind of juice with like BP, you know?
1: I was surprised about Julio. I feel bad for Mookie because he's just not that type of guy. And he knew that going in with his interview. If you've heard it, he's like, I'm not looking forward to this whatsoever. Don't know why he decided to do it then. Yeah. That was I feel weird. bad for him because the casual MLB fans are like, wow, why do people love this guy? He's kind of ass, but it's just not his style. He's good with his hands. He's fast swing and he barrels balls up getting a 70, 60 mile per hour pitch. From a pitching coach that's throwing all over probably the place. Probably less. Probably less. Probably less. <laughs> like, I don't know. Probably like. That's probably why. Yeah. The pitcher needs to fucking gas it up a little bit so he can get more juice. But I looked at all the um ag- like maybe max exit velos are average. I forget what they uh, say to as, But Mookie's was by far the lowest out of everyone's. Like he was average at like I think 102 to 100 exit velos everybody else was sitting around 108 and you're just not going to see the results from that when you, and he's also going to get tired because he has the full swing on everything. I saw this take. I don't know how you feel about this. People say that they should take the home run derby back to the old original rules. Instead of a timer, it should be 10 outs. And I kind of agree with that. I'm, I'm really
0: against that. To be honest, I, I hate that. Yeah. Cause like with the timer, like, we're there to watch guys hit hit nukes and like um it's kind of stupid when they have 10 outs because then they're now they're being super selective about pitches so we have like the 10 out system you also didn't see like with 10 outs you'd never see something like what julio did where he hit 41 home runs in a round
1: that's understandable, but, like, the Home Run Derby is supposed to be a show, and with the timer now, you don't even get to actually, they have to do a split screen just to watch the home run. You can't really appreciate the home runs. So you're hitting a home run, and then they're hitting the next ball before they even the next home runs even hit the ground, you know? And if we want it to be, like, more entertaining, I think they need to change it a little bit, because I feel like the 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 time limit's like, okay, I understand why they did it. I just don't think we get to appreciate it. It's not as much of a show as much anymore as it used to be. Because, I mean, prime days of, like, Josh Hamilton being in the home run derby at Yankee Stadium is the one I remember the most as, like, a kid. Just hitting nukes, and you get to watch it every single time, gets a little bit of break in between, and now has the same kind of power for the next swing because he doesn't have to go immediately into the next pitch. yeah. Fair enough, their athletes are conditioned, but I just think the rule changes, they they should change up the rules a little bit more, just so it's a little bit more entertaining and less fast-paced, because I feel like they're just trying to get them up and get them out of there really fast, and I just don't, it's not as entertaining. It's entertaining to watch these guys hit the ball long, but not as entertaining as it could be if we actually get to appreciate every single home run, and not just like split-screen view the whole time, watching half of the batter on one side, the ball going, flying on the other side. I get what you're saying about, like, the the show
0: about it, where, you know, Josh Hamilton crushes a ball that looks way further than it probably actually is because he's playing in Yankee Stadium with the short porch as a left. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I get yeah. that, and I get the showmanship with the home runs. But I have... I personally have been a way bigger fan of the home run derby ever since they converted to the timer. Like I, I found it a lot more entertaining because I also think, you know, guys that maybe start slow or need to kind of get some swings off and get a feel for it. I like that more where they're not being like so selective and like stepping out and like trying to figure swings out and they waste, you know, someone goes on a tear, but their first five swings are roll over to shortstop because they just, they like, they're not like ready to go. I don't like seeing that. And I think that, I think that when they, I think you could add more showy stuff to the timer because it's the all star games. So you could have like the timer thing, but maybe you have more theatrics going on outside of the actual home run derby. Because a lot of the times the guys in the Home Run Derby have a lot of personalities. So I would like to see something like during like the pre-show rituals where they have, you know, everyone on stage that's competing for the Home Run Derby. Maybe you do something like for the first round, they have each player comes up with their own like special entrance. And so when they're coming up to the first, like, I don't think we put that on the
1: players. I think they're there to do their job, which is hit home runs. I, I don't know. I disagree. Some of you. the guys will be good at doing that. Like Randy, Adley, they have personalities like that. But I can't expect Vladdy to be able to like create a alternate persona to come out with or anything like that. Just like a little funny thing to do like Randy will. Because all Vladdy did was copy what Randy does to make fun of him. Of his cross arm thing. Did you not see it? I saw it. That was, but that's like, that's, that's funny. funny. That's yeah. Like but like, he plays off of it. You know, like, I don't think we should put it on the players to make it more entertaining with what they're already doing is entertaining. I don't know. I just feel like they should change the time rep a little bit. And I also don't particularly like actual guys throwing the pitches because seeing the amount of pitches that are thrown and wasted, it's kind of annoying to watch sometimes or just get better guys, one guy throwing it the whole time that's consistent because yeah, that guy's arm would die. Yeah, his arm would die. Eh.
0: It, he like, has time in between. That's not fair for the people at the <laughs> end that machine, have then.
1: his fatigue. How about a machine then?
0: I mean, you could do a machine. You could yeah, do, I like, just, just think set
1: that. I watch it because like some of the guys watching, they were throwing like dots, <laughs> like everywhere else, and then some guys were just throwing a below at the ankles the whole time. Adley's dad was one of the best performing pitchers. Somehow, he was throwing it almost the same exact spot. But that's years of experience for his son right there. That's also what I want to shout out. Adley, amazing performance. Going lefty in the first half and then his bonus time to come out righty and hit seven more nukes righty is just insane to do in the home run derby. So kudos to Adley for that. That was just a a great thing for him to do to go out righty on the last half and just basically go, I think it was like six or I think it was like seven for nine or something like that on home runs on the last minute. Crazy thing to do. Love to see it. I don't know. I just feel like they should change it up a bit. You just don't get to appreciate it as much, I don't think, with the timer. Maybe. So for the initial rounds
0: where we're just trying to get guys swinging, right? Mm-hmm. Just trying to get like hit nukes. Because it's also – I get the TV spectacle. I get what you're saying about the TV thing. I'm also a big ballpark experience guy, and I think it's fun for the people that are in the stadium to, one, get the opportunity to catch more yeah, baseballs. Yeah, yeah. And, two, when you're just watching – if you're sitting there and you're just watching tink, whoosh, whoosh, like just nuke, 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 it's fun. Mm-hmm. I I would say for the playoff format, instead of what, um, it's because they do a timer for the playoffs still, right? Yeah. If, if it's like- It's, it's like, the same exact timer. Yeah. It's the same exact thing for every round. If it goes into like an overtime or a playoff, then maybe you give each guy like five outs.
1: I think what they do now is if it goes into a tie and they have to go to a playoff, I think what they do now is they do like 30 seconds or a minute. Yeah, it's less time, but I'm saying maybe that's what you do like five outs. I just had an idea. Tell me what you think. Instead of outs, what if we did balls? So each batter has 50 balls to hit. Because then it gives you time in between. You can also have one timeout still where you like take an actual bigger break, but you kind of have a timer at the same time where it's like every ball needs to be pitched every 10 seconds or 15 seconds, whatever it might be.
0: I think you maybe have to do swings. Each guy has a set amount of swings
1: instead of outs. (sighs) But then it still comes up with the problem of where you're saying like guys that, oh, I don't like that pitch. I'm not going to swing at it kind of thing, you know? Yeah,
0: but like you also, if you. If you do the ball thing, it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier where some pitchers were just way better than others, you know? But
1: machine. This is talking about machine. Okay. 50 balls, machine. Maybe. I don't know. I think the home, I think the home run derby is still much improved. Um, it's definitely improved. I just – I feel like it got – something was taken away that was a little bit more fun about it, too, to, like, actually watch the ball and the batter watches and everybody's watching that ball and not waiting for the next one to be hit five seconds later i can
0: appreciate that in the finals but like i don't need to see 10 outs of monkey bets
1: yeah no no i'm not 10 outs. <laughs> the but timer I'm just is saying, cool just, if we give him right, swings, if we just give him swings or a certain amount of balls to play off of i think that's gonna be a little bit more like entertaining and it gets back to a little bit more of the in-between where it's still fast paced it's not watching guys just watch balls go by because they don't like it but they're still able to enjoy every single home run I don't know. Yeah. And by the way, I just want it on record. No disrespect to Mookie Betts.
0: I think he's a top five player in baseball. (laughs) I've always been a big Mookie Betts fan. I think he is the exact type of player I love because there are so many facets to his game. Yeah. I love guys like Mookie that are great at the plate, but like a complete approach at the plate. He gets on base. He hits for power in real games, you know, and, not just like He'll home run power. Gap, He everything. sprays it all around the yard, and he plays elite defense in right field, Every and plays shortstop, yeah. and plays second base. He can play any position. Like, he, a guy like him, has so much value, even when he's not. Like if Mookie best goes over three, he probably added value wherever they played him on the field. Yeah, you know, so a guy like that, and the fact there's plenty of guys like that. You know, like a Tommy Edmund that plays de- great defense everywhere. But none of those like utility guys that can play phenomenal defense all around the park hit like Mookie Betts does.
1: Mookie Betts was a guy that grew up as a utility player and then became an absolute star once he made it to MLB, basically is what happened. Because I've heard in interviews before that he, talking about it, is he said that growing up, he played for so many different travel teams since he lived in Tennessee, and there weren't too many, like, good travel teams based out of Tennessee that anytime he was going to a different Mm -hmm. travel team, he was just kind of fitting into the hole that they needed to. So he played every position growing up. So like I said, he's the utility player that grew up into a star because he played every position. And at the same time, just worried about hitting most of the time because that's all he needed to do. Didn't
0: He also say like basketball was his main sport, right? So he would do,
1: Oh, he played every sport, but yeah, Yeah. basketball he's really good at, but
0: during the summer he was doing other stuff. So when like club ball came around, he would play for whatever club. Yep. And that's why, like, hey, we need a shortstop this weekend. Okay, yep. I'll come play the shortstop in this tournament. Hey, yes. we need a center fielder this weekend. Yeah,
1: I'm he's there. good at any sport. Have you seen him bowl? Like, he's fucking good. Oh, at Oh, he's just an athlete. Yeah, he is just an athlete. <laughs> he's just a beast at anything he does. It's insane. Like, he could probably play anything. Yeah. We also have to mention the Julio Rodriguez forty-one home run performance yeah that was insane is that his is that his third time in a round putting up 40 here's the thing about Julio and I think he'll learn this if he does another home run derby I don't know if he should he's already proven himself that he's a great home run derby player he may just want to win a a home run derby championship though so maybe he enters a few more he's great but he needs to pace himself in the first round because he always goes for these big rounds yeah, last year he didn't make it to the final, but he did kind of meet into like lower competition because like I think well, he meet like Albert in the semifinals.
0: Julio also whoever he played, no, I don't think it was the semifinals. Whoever he played in the semifinals, I think Julio had. I think last year Julio went into like a double or like triple overtime because I remember everyone yeah, was super the hyped semifinals. about the rookie. Yeah, okay, and he like wore himself and like. I remember thinking he might have won it in the finals if he didn't have to hit 500 balls in the, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, because he only lost one to one, so it was weird. But, yeah, him hitting 40 is just insane. Again, it's his third or second time. Great. I think just next time he maybe needs to pace himself, like maybe just shoot for 35 the next time, and, like, you know that's pretty good most of the time. Not many. I don't think any other any other person hit 30 in the first round. So, I think it's just something to think about for him next time yeah nobody hit 30 in the first round the closest person that hit to hit 30 was Luis Robert that hit 28 that was it Pete Alonzo was so disappointing only hitting 21 I thought this matchup was gonna be a lot closer and a lot more entertaining but Pete just didn't train hard enough for the home run derby like he normally does I don't know what he's doing out here yeah but Congrats to Vlad. I feel like we haven't really talked about Vladdy. He had a consistent effort. I don't know what else to say. He's just... He's Vladdy. He's going to go out there and hit balls.
0: And as much as I like Randy and Julio, I want guys like Vlad. Like, I just want all the... Like, just the fuck... The power hitters. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I want Kyle Schwarber. I want Vlad. I want... Give me vocal back. Like, They're- vocal back is horrible, but... He, dude, probably hits BP their,
1: tanks. Their nukes are just a lot more entertaining yes. to watch because they look yes. so effortless, and they're hitting them four seventy for some reason. While the tanks by Randy are going to be four fifty, just because he's a small remember
0: afraid. when the All Star game was in San Diego and Stanton was that building they have like down the left field line, and Stanton's like hitting just, it over the building. Yeah, I want those guys in the home run derby. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Know? Like seeing feats that aren't normally seen in regular games. I think. I think
0: Mookie probably got talked into it because he's doing a podcast with Bleacher report that's been pretty popular this year where Mm -hmm. he's bringing mlb players on he's just a big um he's a big face of the game yeah so i get why they want like a guy like that in there especially with how baseball has been growing the past couple years you want a guy that is you know with his podcast he's now having that social media presence you want a guy like that in the home run derby because
1: brings people more that, people yeah
0: people that might nor- not normally watch the home run derby are because mookie's there but he just ain't a home run hitter he's not
1: that guy yeah there's not a bp home run hitter Not yeah a BP yeah, home run hitter. yeah yeah it, it was a good uh, home run derby like i said pretty good rounds from everybody loved watching it also want to give a shout out to the celebrity softball game i actually found it quite entertaining this year i watched it it was actually pretty fun to watch just because they actually had good personalities there. They were just there to have fun. That's exactly what you want from a celebrity game at any kind of like all-star weekend or anything that for any sport. You just want the celebrity game to be fun. Seeing Mark Rober hitting a nuke in the celebrity softball game was just fun to watch. Because you're not expecting Mark Rober, a scientist, to be hitting a nuke in a celebrity softball game. That was just fun to watch. Zach Valine, uh, Zach... Oh whoa. I don't even know. Zach Levine had a great performance. Uh Donovan Mitchell had a good performance. Like all the like celebrity like guest stars, you know, Brett Boone was just trying his hardest for some reason at a celebrity softball game. He was going into his old batting stance full swinging, and trying to hit nukes over the regular fence.
0: <laughs> King Felix hit a nuke.
1: He did Get in Seattle. And he was so <laughs> happy about it. Yep. When he when he got gassed up, I forget what her name is, but she's a ex uh USA, Jenny Finch. Yeah. When she gassed him up on his first at bat, he was like, what the? <laughs> Come on. I'm trying to hit a nuke. <laughs> but that was, it was just fun to watch. The celebrity, uh, I feel like they did a really good job on the celebrity softball game. Sometimes they missed some of the action, which I like, kind of hate that they missed it. But it's understandable. There was a lot going on. But it was a great time. It was just fun to watch all of them. And didn't seem too many MLB guys there. Right? That's one thing I wish they would change is having like MLB guys on the sidelines with them. Because I think that would just be more fun. Because that's what you see yeah, uh, on yeah. like the NBA celebrity game. The NBA guys are right there with them, talking their mess, talking trash, or making yeah. Fun of them. Like you know?
0: I would like to see more guys there that you know maybe played with Felix. Yeah. And then when Felix does that, you know, all the position players that he used to play with are going crazy because this PO just hit a, a yeah nuke, exactly you know or. Like, just the players interacting with the celebrities is always fun and kind of talking to... Because the celebrity will either do something crazy, yeah, and then all the MLB guys will get hyped because they're like, oh my god, how did this yeah, random guy make that play? Exactly. Or someone will just
1: do something horrific.
0: <laughs> do something <laughs> horrific. And then all the professional athletes will just be sitting there looking at him laughing.
1: I forgot who hit the inside the park home run, but it should not have been an inside the park home run. There was like three airs. Somebody didn't throw the ball. It was just a like a an, a horrible play all around. But it was just funny and it was fun and nobody took it seriously. It was just what happened. Yeah, wish there's just more MLB players. I wish, like, honestly, they would just pick an MLB player from each team that year, the ALNL, to be their head coach. Yeah, that's and just what have I was a little bit more say. fun and yeah. have a hot mic with them or whatever. Yep. And they can bring their friends and just be like, they're all the coaches for the, you know, just have a little bit more fun yeah, with it. With I the like that. MLP players, like, it, c- put them in there. Don't too. NBA
0: guys coach the All Star game, or they have like some. NBA sl- like they have like Hall of Famers coaches or they'll do like Shaq yeah have th- they done
1: Shaq and Charles for the Celebrity All-Star game I feel like coaches? they have I just can't remember exactly I feel I, well, don't care I know if they- Charles I know Shaq have done it. I don't know if it was the same year I don't care if they've done it I need it they've had Kevin I Hart because it, Kevin Hart he was like a staple for the NBA Celebrity game for a long time and then he coached one year and it was just his antics without him playing because he wasn't really that great of an NBA player like playing basketball on that. So they brought him as a like, coach. Just have fun with a coach. Have a hot mic for a coach on each sideline and have more fun with it.
0: Next year, give me Chuck versus Shaq. The year after that, give me Kevin Hart versus Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a sole- like a a retired MLB player that I would want coaching on the sideline. That would be hilarious. I would want Zach Greinke to do it. Because he would say the most outlandish thing. I think he would get canceled if we put
0: a hot mic on him, though. <laughs> Absolutely. I think Freddie Freeman would be a great... Freddie versus Chipper Jones, maybe? Oh, that would be funny. Chipper would, would just be
1: funny in general. Greg Maddox might be good. That might King be, Felix yeah. just being the coach would be funny, too. But he probably still wants to play because he's younger. But just like I would think of like some like funny guys, but all the MLB retired guys are mostly really good ones. are kind of hard asses. Trout versus Otani coaching <laughs> that would be funny actually. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> that good. would be funny otani would just be having fun with this team and mike trout would be like guys i need to go out there and hit for you don't i i
0: just i just like i know otani and otani every time one of his players would do something good he would cheer the most he would sit there and just look at trout and give him the goofiest smile oh yeah <laughs> there's there's definitely improvements that could be made to mlb all-star weekend but i still think it's the best one in sports my that's might be a little bit biased but I, I think it's cuz they still the, play
1: at the same intensity. I think that's mainly why you kind of still feel that same like competitive edge to it. It's not like they're dropping like the pitchers yeah they're not throwing their hardest but they're still throwing 98 like when they normally throw a 101. They're just dropping it down a little bit to be safer. But yeah, I think it is better just because they are still playing at the same intensity. You are seeing the best players play at mid-season form go against each other just trying to beat each other and there's There is something on the line. I mean, it's home field advantage forever wins.
0: Yeah. in the World Series.
1: Yeah. So I
0: also think that like, and this is, I mean, so you watch basketball and then you watch like the celebrity all-star game and like they have to really focus in on the funny moments because the basketball is such a low level. You know, like you're pretty much just watching a pickup game at the Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like, and they
1: sprinkle in a WNBA player in there and a retired player, and it's just like, well, they're so much better than these casual players. You know, like J Cole just destroys everyone because he's like a semi semi professional basketball player. Yes, (laughs) yeah, it's just you know, or Quavo goes out there and destroys everyone. Quavo, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's just that one outlier where it's like, oh wow, they're really good. And in baseball, you can't get really away from that. Like, there's going to be the outlier still, but there's mainly going to be, like, really good players and just one bad player maybe. But then
0: they also do, like, it. they do it, you know, the celebrity softball game, yeah. which is just by nature is a lot more relaxed because, like, beer league softball is yes. what people go play. And it's just so entertaining to watch these people, like, you know they put they put they just lob it in there and you just get to watch people swing for the fences so what you're saying
1: is the nba celebrity celebrity game needs to be 8 foot rims <laughs> i want the half li- court i want the little tyke basketball hoop
0: <laughs> low key a celebrity like 3 on 3 tournament could be fun
1: I feel like then Jack Harlow is going to try his hardest and he's going to be in there. <laughs> he's going to try to win it. Yeah, so then Jack
0: Harlow, J. Cole, and Quavo, I'll make a team and just <laughs> run everyone. <laughs> exactly.
1: I don't know. Yeah, but it definitely the celebrity game for the all-star game for baseball is probably one of the best. Um, I do like that football is doing it now, flag football. It's pretty fun. That's a lot
0: better, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's a lot more fun. Um, They didn't really have a celebrity game before. The flag football, really good idea. I feel like they can play off of it more... And more, and especially having like retired quarterbacks as the quarterback, really fun to watch. And all these like online personalities going out there and doing it is a lot of fun too. Um, MLB did that this year where they had a lot more online personalities mixed with magicians and actors that just are a really big fan of fa- baseball. We can take JoJo
0: Siwa out of the Celebrity All Star Game though. She
1: did first good the first year she was in. I mean, she had you know we got to give her a chance. We got to give
0: her yeah, a I get what you're saying, but um,
1: yeah, it was fun, and then. We'll just cover the all-star game a little bit yeah
0: the game itself um kind of kind of cool that a guy that has no business being an all-star hit the game-winning home run i mean elias diaz the Rockies, having a catcher. good year
1: he's having a good year he's having a good year uh, he's there because the rockies he's the he, representative he's the, he's the rockies representative but he's, he's, kinda, he's the one, one kinda that kinda deserves the reason it. julio was there yeah exactly <laughs> but he deserved it like he w- he's been pretty good as a catcher this year
0: for a catcher yes but there there were definitely like there was definitely better catchers than him that could have been the the what there was three three catchers on the National League team
1: don't get me wrong i'm not saying there's just no better catchers that deserved it but like he for him being the Rockies representative i can't think of anybody else better than
0: oh for him. I, I agree and then i was also it, kind of, it i know it kind of sounded like a diss when i say it but it's cool that like i feel like that's the guy that's getting a lot that's also the issue with the all-star game is you know because the fans pick the starters and the starters play a couple innings and then you have the runners up and the runners up play a couple innings but then the end of the game is just like the end of the all-star game is not it doesn't really feel like an all-star game because you have guys out there that are You know, they're there to be the team's representative or whatever. Yeah.
1: So I get that. It it does kind of unfortunate, but got to give everybody their chance beyond the field, whatever it might be. Not surprised at all that it was more of a pitching duel on both sides. I mean, when you have every single best pitcher in the league out there, it's going to be hard for any of these guys to hit. Wasn't surprised. Laura Scurriel Jr. almost had a fucking home run. Almost. (laughs) Showing out for the D-backs. Corbin Carroll having his first all-star appearance. Happy about that. Zach Gallen did really well starting the game. Shout out to the fucking three
0: Cardinals. Three ex-cardinals. Three Cardinals prospects that uh started in the All-Star game. Adolis Garcia, Randy Arosarena, and Zach Gallen. Great job, guys. <laughs>
1: Uh, just cardinals trades being cardinals trades but nl having the home field advantage for the world series is great for them they haven't won since 2012 which is just ridiculous i don't get how that's a thing doesn't make any sense why the al always wins every single year but doesn't mean they win the world series every single year obviously that kind of ass al fucking sucks um <laughs> uh, but yeah it was a great all-star weekend enjoyed it like There was a great content to watch. It was enjoyable to watch all around and got to see a lot of our players. A few of them were injured, which sucks. Trout. Trout going to be out for the next six weeks, which is not going to be good for the angels whatsoever. Judge was gone too. Judge was gone, which sucks. Uh, Dustin May, which probably if he would have stayed healthy this year, probably would have been his first all-star game if he would have actually stayed healthy, but he's going to be out for the rest of the year, which is very unfortunate. Carlos Cray wasn't a part of this one because he's dealing with his uh, plantis plantar fasciitis, plantar fasci- fasciitis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which sucks. Um, hopefully, he can turn it back around and actually get healthy for once in a career, but doubtful. And we, we watched him his whole career; he doesn't stay healthy. Maybe there was something to that physical. Maybe, yeah, maybe they were onto something. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but. It was a great all-star game. Hopefully next year a little bit more of them are healthy. Hopefully Judge and Trout are back earlier than expected because, honestly, both of their teams need them because the Yankees' offense is ass without Judge. And Trout, I mean, he hasn't had a great year, but he is the leader of that locker room. And him being out is not going to be helpful, and it's not going to make Otani happy if he has to carry this team even more. Uh, Mickey Moniak is having an insane year, so hopefully he can kind of step in for Trout while Trout's out. But Trout's having a down year, which kind of sucks if oh. we're seeing him. I, I mean, he's still doing great, I, but I, in his respect, he's having a down it, year. Yes. For, we're for him, Mike Trout. We're seeing him regress is what I'm saying. I get you. For me, <laughs>
0: here's what I'm going to say.
1: Let me see the stats.
0: It is insane that we're talking about a guy having a down year when he has a 136 OPS plus. It's like, just unacceptable. If you have ever, if you've ever questioned Mike Trout's greatness, like just put that into
1: perspective. Like just think about that 136. It's just crazy that he's a 136 OPS plus when he's batting 269 or whatever it is right there. 263. What is it? Um, 263. He's okay. hitting
0: 263. His, but uh, on base percentage his on-base percentage is insane. I know it's just it. The guy is elite. Yeah, and it that op like the ops plus being so high means that every <laughs> Him time having a down year. Every time, time is what I'm saying, yes, yeah. For but like the batting average being that low, but the ops and the ops plus being that high means anytime yeah. you give that dude a strike, that <laughs> ball is punished. Yeah, yeah, it is punished. Yes,
1: absolutely. I feel like I've seen it. Is he striking out a little bit more this year than he was? Um, a years. little bit. he's, yeah. he's that's why I feel like his problem is, but uh, I feel like that has something to do with his injuries he's, he's had.
0: He's not, to be fair, he's not like too. His strikeout rate's not like that much higher because the last. So like the when he played 140 games in 2018, he struck out 124 times. So yeah, and he's already struck out 103. Strikeout rate's a little bit higher. Yeah. but
1: I think. That's where yeah, it's just, just kinda... like where, la- where years before where he wasn't striking out and ma- mainly his outs were from line drives or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now it's like strikeouts are happening a little bit more, which is just weird. Maybe it's just a slump of a year for him and next year he's going to be completely fine. Who knows? Maybe he's just dealing with a little bit more like – lingering issues from his injury where he's not able to like feel it feel as good as possible every day And next year he's fine who knows i and it's also i hope that's the case because i don't want to see him regress already he's only 31 yeah
0: i also think it's just mlb pitchers don't throw him strikes they
1: don't throw him pitches they also don't throw him the low fastball anymore because they've learned if you throw that (laughs) he might just take it to the moon he might (laughs) He is he the he's probably still the best low ball hitter in the game, which is just ridiculous, and no wonder he's good at golf. <laughs> and I I think that his
0: honestly that he that might be the most im like impactful injury because of the implications that comes with it. You don't have Mike Trout in these games approaching the deadline. The Angels were hovering around a wild card spot. But if they start to lose games without Mike Trout, which you will, you can't tell me that like losing Mike Trout is not a hole.
1: I mean yeah, league, I mean you know? he, he gets like I mean, at low he's a ten war player. At low, I don't even know what his low actually would be, but I'm just saying eight. I feel like it's higher at low. I mean, he's a high war player and he's going to give you more wins than losses than anything.
0: Could he I I feel like he could I think this injury could be the reason Otani gets traded.
1: I don't know if he's going to get traded. I don't think they're going to give up because there are guys stepping up and there are guys performing well right now in replacement. Not replacement. You can't replace Mike Trout. But like Mickey Moniak, he's stepping up a lot for the Angels right now. As a rookie, Like he's definitely playing really well for the Angels. He, I mean, he's batting above 300. He's hitting home runs. He's hitting all over the field there are guys that can kind of gap for trout while he's gone and they can still compete but you're in such a competitive division and we're gonna go over standings and a little bit here in like playoff race but like they're they're tied for no they're not even tied they're like one game back for the mariners for fourth place for third place or one game back no
0: the angels are five games back from a wild card spot
1: yeah wild card but'm just talking about in their own division they're One game back from being in third place of just their division alone.
0: Like, I get it, but like, it's the Angels have always been around there. Like, they've always been just mediocre. Because, like, there's been years where the Rangers and the Mariners have been really bad, and the A's and the Astros have been better, and the Angels are like mediocre in third. Like, middle, yeah. And then there's been years where like the A's are horrible, and. The Rangers are horrible and they, you know, they're like, it's not, it's not a, this isn't new. Like them being in third is not improvement.
1: Yeah. But this is also one of the first years where we've seen them make such a splash of free agency. And with the team that they built over the past two years, they shouldn't still be middle of the road. At this point, they should be ahead of the division or competing for that first place spot in the division, but they're not even close. They're seven games back still which is still in striking distance but with those guys ahead of you you're not going to see that much of a, a uh like a slide from the guys ahead of you you're not going to see the Rangers Astros go on a seven game losing streak you're just not going to see that I just I feel like when
0: I'm looking at the sta- like if I'm looking at the wild cards and I'm the Angels you're five games back now you're 1 and 9 in your last 10 games you yeah. don't have Mike Trout like if they're sliding they're sliding my, th- my thing is, I think there's conversations that start to happen where it's like, if we, if we like, if they don't make it to the playoffs, if they're not in contention, do they? Do you think they have a shot at re-signing Otani? Probably not. No. And if you don't have a shot at re-signing Otani, that is a once in a lifetime opportunity to get those like the prospects that you get for Otani.
1: Even for a half. Even year for rental. a half year mm-hmm. rental,
0: because to whatever team he goes to, like a fringe contender. Like, I would hate it, but the Yankees, you know, that is hovering around the wild card or, you know, the Blue Jays or those AL East teams that are close. Or even if we go into the National League, you know, maybe, you know, teams that are kind of hovering around a wild card spot, like, you know, the Giants are kind of in contention there. Um, The Phillies, you know, the Padres probably find a way to make it happen just because they're the Padres, like, for those teams that are trying to get a wild card spot that guy is a he's a superstar hitter and he's a superstar pitcher that trade brings in two superstars essentially
1: yeah and i mean gives you probably for the rest of the year a plus 5 wins at least He's giving you five more wins easily with just him alone playing. Like, he could play the game by himself and probably win five more games. He
0: probably wins you five games as a pitcher and five games as a hitter for a total of, like, ten games.
1: Yeah, maybe. Like, I mean, just, like, the way he contributes. I just wish... And, I mean, it's a good play on Otani's part and his agent. I want to know what his thought process is because, obviously, he's giving the Angels a chance. And that's just the way... Like, that's how he grew up in the Javan culture. You're going to give the team a chance. You're going to be loyal. But... I wish, what because he already has an idea, obviously, but he's not going to say it out loud. I wish I knew what his approach was in free agency and who he would be willing to go, because I feel like that would open the floodgates of the trades happening a lot more. Because if a team felt like they could trade for him and re-sign him in the offseason pretty easily if they came to him, I feel like a lot more teams would be willing to trade. Like I feel like, at that point, the D-backs would be open to that half-year rental, because... We have a ton of prospects and we have a ton of prospects in the same exact position. I feel like the D-backs would be fine with blowing it up a little bit, trading a few of their prospects and just giving a shot at Otani and seeing if they can make a run this year. But also you don't want to ruin that future if you're not going to be able to get Otani back for the next few years. Listen, have Angels. Space.
0: No. I'm going to give you Paul Goldschmidt. No. <laughs> I'm going to give you uh, I'm going to give you Mason Wynn. Oh, man. No way. Another shortstop for them? <laughs> and I'm going to give you uh, Nolan Gorman. You just go ahead and give me Otani. Let him play with his best friend. Let him play with his best friend, Lars Neufar. Oh, you don't have any pitchers to give to them? No. I know. Oh. Well, so I know they today. need pitchers. No. um, We don't even have a starting rotation. How Let's about, be real. Uh,
1: what about Tink?
0: Uh, No? No. Tink, Gordon Griseppo. Are you saying not Tink is better than Otani? No. But um so if we trade for Otani and we don't sign Jordan Montgomery, me doing the math, we'd have two competent starters next year. <laughs> Otani and Miles Michael. Unless they
1: signed pitchers through free agency, but we know their track history on that. Well, so what
0: we're gonna do, um we have Steven Mass under contract, thank
1: God. <laughs> Thank God. Right, Probably so could easily sign Adam Wainwright back. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: Adam Wainwright, St. Louis legend. Love him. Go go be a dad. Go be a dad. Get him in the booth. Get him in the booth. I want Adam Wainwright to be a commentator yeah, he when brought, he retires. He'd be a good one. He'd to be, be honest, one. I want to... Please. Like, you know, this Chip Carey guy, bad vibes. <laughs> all right. I don't... You know, St. Louis police just need to turn the other cheek if they see Danny Mac... Cruising at night because I don't know. I don't know. Chip carry is not, as the announcer, hasn't won us games. So we fire Chip Carey. We fire Mazalak. We fire Marmol. We sign Otani. We. So now we have Otani. We have Miles michaelis We cut Stephen Matz. I will pay Stephen matt's $20 million to not be a St. Louis Cardinal next year, to be honest. Oh, yeah? Um,. So now we ha- we got rid of Matt's. Now we yeah. have Otani. We have Michaelis.
1: We, no Jordan Montgomery anymore?
0: We re-signed Montgomery. Oh, so now okay. we have those three. Okay. And then we just call up Gordon Graceffo. Let the big dog eat. We call up Team Ken's. Let the A big little dog early, eat. A early, don't you think? Nope.
1: Okay. Nope. You can't tell. Like,
0: listen. What about Matthew Libitor? Um, He can go to hell.
1: <laughs> Damn. Damn. Man, imagine like giving up Randy Orton, Rain, an All Star.
0: I don't have to imagine it because oh, you did. We did it. Oh, we that's did it. Crazy. You know, that's the crazy thing. And then I, you know, um, you know Zach Gallen, he yeah. actually plays for your Diamondbacks. Yeah. yeah did yeah. you know that he started the All Star game? Yeah, yeah. Did you know he was a Cardinal? Yeah. Did you know he grew up a Cardinals fan? Yeah. Did you know we traded him for Marcelo
1: Zuna? Yeah. Yeah. And didn't you trade Zach Gallen, Andy, and Sandy? for marcelo zuna
0: yeah we did yeah Pretty we sure did did you know marcelo zuna did not have an ops plus of over 110 <laughs> while he was a st louis cardinal it's just very sad looks
1: for the cardinals in
0: general. at least he didn't get a dui in st louis
1: at least he didn't get arrested in st louis all the domestic the st pro- louis cardinal i mean the st louis cardinals police probably let him off on a lot of things that happened no, no no
0: no no because we didn't do it for david freeze we didn't do it for that's true. We did not do it for these
1: are problems, aren't you, with your DUIs? You're the you're the Las Vegas of MLB before Listen. they have a team. Listen. <laughs> I don't hear many other players having DUIs other
0: than St. Okay. Louis Cardinals. Danny Mac, won us games as an announcer. David Freeze, World Series MVP. As long as i listen let's not, let's don't drink to and that. drive Let's yeah let's don't not go into that you know don't drink and drive don't get duis as a st louis cardinal <laughs> but do what it takes to win <laughs> <laughs> yeah can let's... we maybe we sign trevor bauer from japan might be an upgrade for anything you guys
1: have maybe we just it's weird to me too just off topic since you mentioned trevor it's weird to me how the American media portrays Trevor's experience in Japan and compared to watching his videos and actually how it's going. And how It is wild to me how much the media lies about how bad of a, a teammate Trevor Bauer is when it's like, you watch his vlogs, his teammates are dancing in front of his camera having fun with him. It's... And yeah, It's wild to me that they lie on his name so fucking hard. It's crazy.
0: Also, it's weird to me how... It's weird behavior. It's weird to me how American fans... He was like one of the most hated players in the MLB, Mm -hmm. and then he's one of the most
1: loved players in Japan. He has passion for it. And people misunderstand his anger or his energy for anger or anything else other than he's just excitement. It means a lot to him to win a baseball game. Like, just the last game, he was pissed because... The inning was just a disaster. Nothing was going right that whole inning, whether yeah. it was defense or his pitching. He's yelling. Not at anyone. He's just yelling going out because that was his last inning and he knew it. He's yelling pissed off because that inning just went horribly.
0: He probably could have gotten another if he saved the pitches that he had to
1: throw on that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, no one's just mad at him in Japan. They're like, yeah, he's, he's upset. It's understandable. Like, it just went horribly wrong. But the media is like saying, like, he's a, bad, he's a bad teammate. Why is he yelling? Why is he blaming everyone else? He's like, I wasn't yelling at anybody else. I was yelling because the inning pissed me off. <laughs> Which is understandable. You're playing a sport, you're gonna get pissed off, your adrenaline's gonna go. And when Japan hitters have been kind of shelling him all year round, when you have an inning like that where you feel like you should have gotten out of it pretty easily, it's gonna fucking suck a little bit.
0: <laughs> Maybe you should play golf in Japan. So that way when you def a chip, they'll they'll call it passion. <laughs>
1: Maybe you should go play golf in Japan so when you start yelling and throwing your gloves around, it will come off as passion. Don't come at me.
0: I've been all smiles when we've been golfing.
1: Recently. Yeah, I gotta have fun. Hell yeah, okay. We'll not go on that road. I'm gonna have fun. (laughs) We're not gonna that road. (laughs) But, yes, the Cardinals need to figure out a lot. Are they gonna figure it out? Probably no. gonna take them two to three years to figure this out. Shut, after they fire a few shut people, everyone,
0: everyone, sell the team, <laughs> sell the team, fire everyone. We might, we're gonna trade. We're we're so the quote. Since we're on the topic, uh-huh. and like, since we're on the topic, <laughs> the quote Moselak had today was basically that trades are gonna happen at the deadline. It's just a matter of are they gonna be household names or guys whose contracts are expiring? So like household names in my mind is like Paul, Paul Goldschmidt.
1: Nolan. Are Otto is what I mean by Nolan. Yeah, I forget you guys have two Nolans. It's very annoying.
0: Even maybe like a Tommy Edmond Jack Flaherty, Tyler O'Neill. But yeah, guys with expiring contracts. Tommy like Edmond. Jack Flaherty's contract yeah. expiring. I mean, everyone's
1: contract is expiring. De Young's I feel like. contract is expiring. So that's saying like everyone's kind of available for a trade, <laughs> pretty much.
0: Yeah, I if I had to name untouchables, like Nuke Bar's a good player that we have a lot of control over. Yeah, Jordan Walker is untouchable. yeah I'm guessing the plan is, like, if someone wants to take a flyer on Paul DeYoung, we let him go because we have Mason Wynn. And with how bad the season's going...
1: Contreras it, is untouchable probably just because contra- you just gave him the just, contract. Yeah,
0: It's not going to be a good look to and sign someone trade. it's not an easy contract to move.
1: I mean, for, I guess, I how good of a the player penalties he is... Are, is signing a pl- I don't know what the penalties are in the MLB of signing a player and then trading him in this first year because I know there's penalties for that. Well, I think it's also we... we paid it's also like
0: we guaranteed him a lot of money right i don't think a team's going to want to take on that whole contract possibly and so we're probably not going to make that trade because at the end of the day we're going to swallow more money than we want yeah too um it's just not nothing about it's good Yeah, so
1: from where I get that from that quote is they're just sellers. They're going to sell anybody that's available. They don't really care. They're going to try to get prospects back or MLB-ready kind of guys for a veteran that's already been in the MLB.
0: And I mean, that's what they need to do. I I would be thinking that, like, you know, the plan would be – I think Paul DeYoung's probably gone because he's having a decent season. He's showing some pop, right? He could be a, like a good little. He's a good. He's a good pinch hitter at least for the playoffs, kind of thing. Yeah. Pinch hitter or like just depth infielder. I'm sure he, you know on other Utility teams he kind could of guy, he could yeah. probably play third. If you can play shortstop, you should be able to play. Well, if you play shortstop, you definitely can play second. You should be able to play third. Like
1: he'd be he a probably good, could shag some balls at first. He
0: he is a big guy, maybe, yeah. but he's you know he's he could help a team out that's contending. His contract's expiring. We have Mason Wynn waiting. He's having a pretty average year in AAA, but he's also twenty one. So. He's also already
1: in AAA. So yeah, I, I mean, I feel like no matter what, he's gonna get called up in those September call ups just to give him a little taste, get if him ready we're for spring training. This
0: bad for sure. Yeah. Oh, well,
1: for sure. If like, if they trade everyone, for sure he's getting a September call. up But what I'm saying is like. Even if there's not many trades and Pial De Young's still there, I feel like he's still getting called up, giving him a little bit of taste before spring training next year to see what it's about.
0: And I would like to hold on to Tommy Edmond and maybe get rid of Carlson, to be honest.
1: I mean, instead. I feel like, there's like gonna be
0: plenty of interest from other teams for those. Because but... Dylan Carlson has just kind of never broken out in his like three years in the big leagues. Tommy Edmond is a little bit more valuable because Dylan Carlson is just an outfielder. Tommy Edmond plays everywhere across the diamond. Like, Dylan Carlson has a lot. Like, the only reason why we may keep Carlson is because he has um, team control. Mm-hmm. Like, we, he's not going to hit arbitration until 2024. So, next year, and
1: then we would still have him. That is just increases his in value.
0: Tommy Edmond we still have till twenty twenty six though.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't realize that he still had that much
0: control. And even though Tommy Edmond's having a little bit worse of a year than Carlson is, again, I still like I still kinda like him for what he brings more. Especially if we're gonna trade everyone. Like we need guys to fill in at multiple positions. If we trade Paul DeYoung, Young, Tommy Edmonds gonna have to play more shortstop um brendan donovan's not tradable
1: yeah he has too much control and i mean it's worth it he's he's showing yeah he's showing really good i mean first year was a contact hitter this year more of like a balanced kind of guy where he has power but he's still hitting for a decent average i think he was like 280 last time i I saw it and
0: i don't think arenado gets traded because
1: i i he has a good contract there's no reason to trade it but it also depends on how they feel and how close they would be to competing and are you gonna be yeah. able to keep Arenado happy throughout those times? Because he's already been in a situation like this where he's on a shit team and can't yeah. get into the playoffs. He wants to win. You know that. And so I it's do. like
0: But I think that the Cardinals and I'm not trying to be like a delusional fan, but the Cardinals are not a team that needs a blow it all up
1: five year rebuild. I don't know. Your your farm system's like you have guys in there. You have guys, but is it gonna fill out the roster properly and will they be good in free agency? I don't think that either of those are But our offense isn't the problem. I'm not saying the offense is the problem, but you look at your your prospects, you only have two pitchers. You only have two pitchers in your thing that are like very like you're looking forward to these guys, they're going to be ready in the next 2 years. So they're going to be probably be pretty good. They have a high ceiling and they have a pretty high floor. But the other guys, I mean, Matthew Liberator was a guy that looked like he had a pretty high ceiling and a pretty high floor, but he can't figure it out to save his life. Here's the thing: there's just some sneakier stuff that I just don't
0: think you're taking into account. So, like, the lineup's really good. Yeah, the line, the offense. But if is you not, blow it up, what is it the gonna offense look is not a problem. But blowing it up, like, if we get rid of Paul DeYoung, that's fine. We have Mason Win next year, right? So, like. That fills that need for next year. Um, Goldie's gone. If we lose Goldie, that sucks. But we still have Juan Yapez, who's a more than competent big league hitter. We still have um, Alec Brolson is okay, but he's more of a he should be playing first base. He's not an outfielder. Yeah, he's so Luke slow. and Baker. Like we have some some guys. Our lineup's deep. There's no like losing Goldschmidt. If we traded Goldschmidt, that would obviously suck. But we can. Tr- but Goldschmidt gives us some more MLB-ready talent. If we trade a Tyler O'Neill or a, one- if we trade some some of the outfielders, whoever the outfielders are, we trade, we'll have more prospects back, and then we have Gordon Grossefo and Tink Hence as the two exciting pitchers. Another low-key guy that you will want to remember next year. Zach Thompson was amazing for us as a relief pitcher he was a first round pick i want to say in 2019 out of kentucky okay we sent him college down or... college okay we sent him down university of kentucky we sent him down not to not because of a performance thing but because we want him to develop into a starter mm-hmm. so we sent him down to triple a to lengthen out to a starter to be in competition for the starting rotation in 2024 Uh so like that's a sneaky guy that could be really good has good stuff like there's the it's the pitching and if we could just
1: go get some free agent pitchers figure some stuff out like i just don't know if you're gonna be able to build your pitching in a year it's gonna be two because you're going to have to do bullpen. You're going to have to do your starting rotation. You're not going to be able to like, sign all your starting rotation in a single year <laughs> and all your relievers. Yeah, you have like – I'll give you – you have like two competent relievers right now if they're healthy. I
0: think our bullpen also, part of it is coming from overuse. Absolutely. Like they're, I I think a lot of guys are underperforming because they're getting
1: used way more than they should have Absolutely. I get that. But I don't – I can only name three guys out of your bullpen. It's not like any of those guys have been fantastic before or have a name behind it. So I'm not going to trust in the future that they're going to have anything special. I don't even think that about the D-backs bullpen. They performing well, but I'm not going to believe the next year they're going to perform exactly like this.
0: Relievers are always volatile. Yes, absolutely. The fine. I think I, I do think that there is a, there like again, team hands, Gordon Graceffo are waiting in the wings. They'll be up eventually. But if you, Make a signing in free agency if you actually grow a pair and go get a top flight starter, whether it be free agency or trades. Right, you we know, have Michael back. You're talking about right? We have Michael's back. We can re-sign Jordan Montgomery. Like those are two solid guys. Those are two yeah. middle good middle of the rotation guys. We sign a top flight starter or trade for one prospects. Zach Like there, there's a path. But I'm regardless. It would be a one to two year retooling. Mm-hmm.
1: It's never gonna be a blow it up. We're gonna suck for the next five years. I just meant it up by this year because getting rid of Paul Goldschmidt is going to mess going to mess with your offense a little bit because he does start a lot of the offense. But we might not even trade him. We might keep him. I just don't think that's a good But look. the season's over. The season's over. The season's absolutely over. I think they're going to trade Goldie because someone's going to offer, like, two MLB-ready-ish pitchers. And they're going to be like, yeah,
0: we'll take it. <laughs> Please. But we could just not trade him, too. We could just keep no, him. they're going to. We they're, could they're, just keep him. I just him. don't see why they don't trade so, him. So, like, we could have been World Series contenders the past, like
1: three years if our front office didn't have shit for brains but you know that's just how it'd be i feel like uh probably we'll just go into the sellers and buyers then since we've been kind of talking about the biggest seller most likely (laughs) during the trade deadline because they don't really have much going on for them right now uh so obviously a big seller is going to be the cardinals without a doubt i don't see anybody else within the central selling cubs other than maybe the cubs and only really cody bellinger that's the big one I see moving most likely because he's having a fantastic year on a one year deal. Are you gonna beat out the Brewers or the Reds for the playoff spot? Probably no, not because those were. teams are running hot. Need to trade Cody Bellinger while his value is so high.
0: The Cubs had a very smart free agency. Yes. With what they did. Because they got a bunch of guys. they took a flyer on a bunch of guys. They yeah. I mean, Cody Bellinger. Eric Hosmer didn't work out, but again,
1: like whatever. Flyer. Yeah, yeah he gave flyer. him a little money.
0: I feel like there's a couple other guys. Well, they got Dansby, but that was a long-year deal. i are not going to trade him.
1: Uh, I mean, if the, I don't know what oh, Strowman's um, contract's looking like, but they, he could also Mancini. be on the...
0: Mancini. Didn't they trade for... I think Mancini Mancini's, yeah, bad, Mancini's
1: on that team. Yeah, 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 yeah. He could definitely be a good one, too. Might go back to the Astros again. Who knows? Might go back <laughs> to Baltimore.
0: Well, Eh, first base is kind of clogged up. I mean, right? he's
1: having a really bad year, but yeah, you know, it'd be like that. It's okay. They definitely The Cubs are going to be selling a few of their guys. I don't think they should really... They should take this as a good sign. Their pitching prospects came up. They're really good. Marcus Stroman looks great. Marcus Stroman looks great. Don't know what his contract looks like. Do you remember? Did they give him a big contract?
0: Three, it was like three years. So It was like, like three or four years. I think the fourth year is like a uh, Was it just this off season? Option
1: Or before. two. Year before. So he could possibly it's really high right now so if someone sends them sends them a trade like the yankees and be like hey we'll give you this this the cubs might take that kind of thing because why not i mean if you're you might as well sell high if you're gonna be bad again next year at least you're set up for the next year after that when you're really already kind of in a gray area i feel like the cubs are in that weird gray area um reds brewers not gonna be trading they might be buying a little bit reds i could see a little bit more like veteran kind of trades for them where they're going to want to bring in a veteran or two but you have joey Votto. i feel like he's two veterans and one because of just how long he's been around and how much experience he's had in like being on a really bad team being on a good team i don't know if they're really going to be buying too much i think they're fine worth where they're at just ride with what you have you have a really good momentum right now just go with it don't really mess with it too much pirates i feel like they're going to stay neutral they're not going to be buying or selling they have a young team they don't really have anybody they need to trade Just stay the course. Maybe Andrew McCutcheon gets traded. That's it. But that's.
0: Yeah, I think the the Pirates, in my mind, I don't think you go ultra aggressive. And I don't think. Pirates and Reds. Because I think there's a lot of young guys that are really performing right now, but they're going to go through their highs and lows. So you don't want to trade all of your veterans. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you want to be super aggressive and buy and get rid of some of that farm system depth just yet. Oh, until yeah. you're really sure about how your major league roster is filling out.
1: Yeah, that's why I put them more in the buying stage, where they might buy some like one veteran kind of guy. But the Pirates are definitely not not that case. The Reds, maybe they would want a veteran somewhere, yeah, maybe. but they already have Joey Votto. I feel like they're fine. That Joey Votto is a great veteran to just have around, mm-hmm. and some of their pitchers are already a little bit older too. Like they have the great young pitchers, but some of their pitchers. The are The Reds
0: older. version of buying is going to be like bullpen depth. Exactly. Like, they're going to go yeah. get a couple of like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all they're gonna do, but they don't really have to worry about it. Like cheap, cheap upgrades. Exactly, yes. Like a one year where they're gonna be gone after this year, they're doing great this year, get rid of yeah, them next and year. And they're a
0: reliever, so it's like you can give them any slapdick prospect and
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh and a West Dodgers are going to be buying like they most of the time are on any deadline. Let's see who they go for. Maybe Cody Bellinger comes back. Who knows?
0: I don't I think Arizona will be the same thing as like the pirates and the um I think Arizona might be the same sort of thing as the Pirates and the Reds. Yeah, only because like the, I, we're like gonna the, go for
1: bullpen. That's all we really need because the rest of the lineups kind of solidified, and we're just waiting for more guys in the bottom in the, our pro, in our farm system to come up. Because really, the only position we're kind of skeptical on for myself as an Arizona fan, it's third base. That's the only position where I'm like, I don't really like how third base is being ran this year. Other than the bullpen, that's the only thing that I have a problem with as a team as the team goes. So yeah, I agree where it's just like
0: And you wanna see how like you know, Alec Thomas came back up playing a lot better. Like yep. you wanna see if he's gonna figure it out. You wanna give Jake McCarthy some time. You have Jordan Lawler waiting. You know, you brought in like Guriel, who's having an amazing year. You brought in Moreno, you wanna see like
1: Cattell's having a, a resurgence having
0: year. Like
1: and we're also just our whole starting rotation other than Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly is all guys that were just this is like their first year fully as a starter in the MLB and we're kind of just riding on it and they're doing fine. I don't really have a problem other than I kind of want one more starter just because we don't have to deal with I don't have to deal with Zach Davies every five days because watching him pitch gives me Anger and anxiety that I've never felt before. Yeah. He just blows the game in one inning out of nowhere. And it's just, I can't watch it anymore. You just kind
0: of, you kind of have to feel some stuff out. You have to feel like, um, giants might be buying a little bit.
1: Yeah. Giants probably buy, but I just, they're in the same spot. It'll
0: be new giants buying where it's like, they're going to buy to, they're going to buy like to fill out other halves of platoons. Yes. Absolutely. The giants are not what they're not the giants when they won the three world series in five they're years. Very they're very like star pack team they're playing smart
1: yeah they're very analytical team now and
0: they tried to make a splash and free
1: i think i think they're
0: analytical because they have to be yeah they did try and make a splash and free agency like they tried to get carlos rodon back the yankees offered him a better contract yeah they tried to get carlos correa
1: physical Th- eh, yeah
0: yeah um like I think the Giants will still go get some guys, and they have some young up players up that are doing really good.
1: I don't think they have to worry about it too much right now, though. But,
0: again, it will be smart Giants buying to fill out other halves of platoons for cheap, so that way they don't mortgage their future and they can, you know, let their young players fill in. Yeah. Padres might sell a little bit.
1: They should, but they're probably not going to. In my opinion, I just don't see them actually going to be selling. They're probably going to do a little weird, like... Maybe a little bit of a sell buy kind of combination where they're selling a certain few players that are underperforming and buying into that same position almost. I don't know. I see that too. I think they're going to be like they're trying to try to be flipping more than anything. They're they're going to be like this roster configuration doesn't work. Let's flip a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Where it might be like a uh, a Kim or maybe I don't see Juan Soto going. Maybe it's like a Grisham or um. I'm trying to think of who's in the outfield. Uh, It's Grisham Soto, and I just can't ever remember the other guy, and it's somebody we should be remembering. (laughs) I have to click on We always forget it. I don't know why I always forget forget this other person on this team. It's so weird to me. I don't – I have to look at this. I'm so sorry. I feel like it's – I, I don't feel know like they just a rotate a, thing i feel like they. oh it's tatis because he's in the outfield now oh my holy shit <laughs> i forget this every okay, time. okay they're not gonna it, get rid of tatis or no, soto no maybe grisham maybe grisham maybe kim they Probably just got not gary sanchez maybe and gary sanchez has been filled filled a void for them
0: in at catcher with how he's played
1: yeah yeah I don't know. It's I don't just, know. Maybe they... they... Their configuration is so weird. I just can't figure <sighs> out what they would Luis,
0: do. I think his name is Luis Campesano. That's like their third catcher that's been young and kind of up and... They have so many young and kind the of up and, He's been young. He's been up and down from like AAA. Mm-hmm. He's always kind of been like next up. Yeah. I think maybe him. Yeah. Or maybe you trade Austin Nola so that way you just finally like let him be up. One of the... Yeah. They're just going to
1: they're they'll have to figure out what they want to do. And the Rockies, they're going to not do much. They're going to sell, but they don't have anything to sell. They have Ruiz if they want to sell him. Diaz, Elias Diaz. Yeah, Elias Diaz is one. Maybe I'm
0: some man. of their pitchers, maybe like the <laughs> there's always teams that look at the Rockies' pitchers, guys that have like elite spin rate and like really good stat cast stuff, but just playing Coors and yeah. they're like, "Hey,
1: I mean I would have said Daniel Bard but now that like he has his anxiety stuff again where he just can't control the ball again I don't know if he's going to really any team's going to want to look at that and be like yeah I won't, we want we want to like deal with that like the stuff that comes along with having him I don't know it's a weird situation to be in one for them like well, Daniel Bard could have been a good one It's hard cuz like if you're a contender
0: and you know n- nothing wrong with dealing with anxiety but like if you have a guy that's very anxious
1: it's like And gonna then help. you're needing him to uh relieve in the world series a high leverage situation yeah, yeah absolutely yeah I, I don't know rockies are going to be a weird spot i don't i'm not even really looking forward to the rockies futures i don't i don't know what they have going on they didn't really get anything from the arnado trade they didn't they have a few guys but they're going to be ready in 3 to 4 years so i don't really know what to look forward for the rockies right now i don't know it's just going to be weird for them for the next few years Braves I don't really think they have to do anything. Honestly, they're they're fine with where they're at now. Yeah. They could buy a few bullpen arms if it's cheap. They don't Maybe. need depth in the outfield. They don't need any depth at infield. Anfield. They don't need any catcher depth. Because no. They got two of the best catchers Rest in the him, league. Travis Darnell, dude, I still feel bad. He's for fine. You. He's just chilling as a DH. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. Maybe someone will trade for him. Who knows? Maybe someone like throws a crazy deal for him. Um Marlins probably will buy a little bit. They're in the wild card hunt. Why not ride it out? Like And it's not like they have any I mean a lot of their
0: prospects have kind of or there's a lot of prospects that are I don't know. I, the Marlins are kind of I I think the Marlins are the same thing as the Reds and the Pirates. Yeah, so, wait it out then, a little bit. Yeah. They, they got to see their young guys and see what they have. It's kind of like where the Orioles were last year where you have to see your young guys and see what they are. And once you know what they are, you, you're you like, okay, we have a
1: solid young core. Let's go plug these holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely... And, I mean, they, they also sent back down... uh, What's his name? Uh, Yuri Perez. They sent, did you see that? Mm-hmm. They sent him back down because he hasn't really pitched that many innings. So now you're going to be missing him in the second half of the year. Which is going to kind of suck, honestly. Like, he was... The, your best pitcher. He became the ace because Sandy's kind of down. Unless Sandy comes back in the second half and is last year's Sandy, their pitching is going to struggle a little bit more. lazardo has been better than Sandy this year, and he's now the ace, basically. So He's another pitcher the Cardinals could have traded for, but, you know. Yeah, the Cardinals trading and doing good trades, well, that's not a thing that happens.
0: The Paul Goldschmidt and Arenado trades were great trades for the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, but the Rockies one was because they were a disheveled organization that needed to get rid of this bad publicity. So imagine getting fifty million dollars to
0: take Nolan Arenado and then not buying free agents. Yeah. I- imagine. Yeah. Uh
1: imagine. <laughs> I don't have to. You good? Yeah. Okay. I'm fine. Okay. The Phillies definitely gonna be buying. They need to fill in some spots, yep. but they need a better bullpen, they need a better starter. They need a first baseman. That's true. I mean, unless Bryce starts playing first base, then it's just like
0: I feel like they won't. I I feel like they won't let him play the field this year. Yeah, maybe next year, but I don't think they'll let him play. The field yeah, and this especially
1: year. since it's like last minute he started learning first base. It's like, bro, they have DH spot. They'll use the DH spot for you. I don't know why you're doing first base.
0: It makes sense
1: to open it up. I get in it. the long run, yeah. like it, like Bryce Harper filling that
0: void in because outfielders are a lot easier to get. It's yeah. a lot easier to platoon an outfield spot.
1: Yeah. Bryce Harper's a bigger dude, so he can play first. base. He can base. play first
0: base. He's a great athlete, but I don't. You don't risk his throwing arm, or in the future, honestly, first base is great because he doesn't have
1: to throw as much. Move over, like yeah, move him in in the first base in a few years, whatever it might be. Yeah, but
0: yeah, I don't like. I don't love him playing the field coming off of you like his Tommy John surgery because yeah. it's just like.
1: No, nah, I agree. He'll
0: carry you hitting
1: just. Yeah, because if that one situation pops up where he has to throw it like home or something like that, and he gases it up out of nowhere, and his elbow's gone again, that's just not a good look. So I get it. First base pitching is what they really need. Their offense is up and down, but you you're not going to trade anything of the people that are up and down this and that's, year. I mean,
0: that's just you know Kyle Schwarber, and Nick Castellanos, like those are just like the guys you like. They're up and down.
1: Castellanos has just been up this year. Stabbing like three oh three.
0: Some, what tragedy must,
1: <laughs> what tragedy happened? Uh, didn't something happen with Bryce Harper where the accident happened and he hit a home run the next day or something like that? I'm pretty sure that happened this year already. Trey Turner's been the one struggling this year. He's only hitting two fifty or something. But you're not going to trade Trey Turner. You're not <laughs> no, going to get rid gonna, of it. No. So and you're not going to replace anybody. No. So, the Mets five billionaires are.
0: Trapped in a submarine in the Atlantic Ocean, and Castellanos hits one to the Atlantic Ocean. That is a
1: grand slam for the Phillies. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, the Mets, I don't know what they do. They're 18 and a half games back. They're seven games back on a wild card.
0: You can't you can't trade anything, though, with how they've built that team. There, it's not like, other than Francisco Alvarez, who's a rookie, who you're not going to trade. And he's also like... A great rookie. And Brett Beatty. Like you're not going to trade Brett Brady. No. You're not going to trade Francisco Alvarez. You just resigned McNeil and Nemo. Like you can maybe get rid of like a Starling Marte. A Canna. They already got rid of um Eduardo Escobar.
1: Yeah. But like you can't move, you can't get rid of
0: Lindor, you can't move that.
1: You're not gonna be able to move Scherzer or Verlander. Scherzer with or Verlander, playing. you can't. You're not gonna get rid of
0: Maybe a Scherzer. Little.
1: Actually, I'm. I'm kind of speaking frankly on that one. They might be able to, but you it's could, hard. You could also probably get rid of like, Narvaez, who you signed on a one year deal. Mm-hmm. Let
0: Alvarez rock. <laughs> Nito is backup. Um, you're not going to trade Pete Alonso.
1: No. Yeah, I don't know. They just have to hope that like second half clicks yeah second half that clicks that's really all it is they're not going to be buying or selling they're going to be crossing their fingers and praying to god (laughs) that's it uh nationals don't have anything to sell yeah Yeah. they don't piece of shit they don't have anything to buy either because they don't have any spots maybe closer they could buy a closer they need another bullpen arm after missing edwin diaz yeah uh (laughs) washington nationals uh just hope that Corbin uh oh man, what's his name? Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin just fucking disappears <laughs> because that's all you gotta hope and for. And Steven Strasberg, who has disappeared. Gone. He's, but he's you're disappeared. paying yeah. There's nothing a do lot about of money. They're fine. They're gonna wait it out. They have great prospects waiting, they're figuring it out. So Washington will talk about you in three years, but maybe two. Maybe two. They have just some stinky stuff, you know? I
0: mean they but,
1: they, they, they got Dylan Cruz. But, yeah,
0: but, NL East, NL Beast, even when they're, like, improved, they're not going to be competing, just because, like,
1: the Braves. Yeah, that's true. The Braves are. <laughs> yeah, and three years st- are still not even be able to compete. Steve Cohen
0: will spend his entire net worth. <laughs> to see the
1: Mets win a World Series. The Phillies. I mean, the Marlins are going to be in two, good two now. to three years. Yeah. The Braves are always going to be good because the GM just signs everyone to eight-year contracts right when they're a year of service time. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna yeah. be hard. It's it's a, but in seven years time, the Atlanta A's, bro, Matt Olson, Sean Murphy. <laughs> no, no, but seven years time, there's gonna be two more new teams, and the whole like divisions are gonna be broken up. Again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it helps them. Maybe they get out of the fucking truck. I saw this thing and I'll, I'll mention it really quick. It's just a beautiful division to think about. They they were making a video about like the two most likely teams to get a team after the A's moved to Las Vegas, and it's like Portland and Tennessee or like that's what they're riding on. That's probably gonna be the teams because just like the following. No, I'm not really focusing on that. Yeah, let's not worry about that. Yeah, but, but don't they made, Portland. They need. made divisions because they talked about how they're gonna have four team divisions after that. Uh-huh. The division they made. It's just a beautiful sight and I'm just thinking about the toxicity of it that would happen from this division. Is it the Mets and the Yankees in the same division? Mets, Yankees, Red Sox, Phillies. Those <laughs> fights would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm in on that. Like I get it. They're big market teams. You don't want that many big market teams in the same division, but the toxicity levels would be through the roof every single There'd series. There would be a brawl every night. There would be fires that yeah i'm down i'm down for it like yeah, i just there. want that i I'm want there. it i'm there make them duke it I'm out there. all all year long make them beat each other up i just i wanted to mention that, Na- that was yeah just so, it's a funny nashville thought. deserves a team portland i don't i'm not sure about for- portland but it has to be like west coast get the blazers out of portland too just get every team out of portland <laughs> Yeah. But honestly transfer the portland trailblazers up to seattle yeah fuck it
0: two and a half hours north on i5 there you go exactly and the game will stay. such a big
1: deal Game will stay yeah probably not yeah probably not because <laughs> it's the same owner most likely rest in peace paul allen yeah um yeah i don't know it'll be interesting uh the main thing that my division like the thing i like about like divisions changing is the astros and the rangers actually making sense where they are not on the west coast when they're more central and you know it's just like it doesn't work out and also like reconfiguring al and nl will be very interesting just because like a team that you're used to being in the nl is now in the al and it's just super odd now for you but it's going to be a cool feeling to have like a completely different kind of landscape to the league it's a vibe it's a vibe
0: um um rangers
1: i don't really have to buy
0: again they're just another team where it's Bullpen depth. Yeah, bullpen. Like, get a good bullpen arm. But
1: were they the ones that got... Who got uh, a role as Chapman? Was it them? I think so. I think they did. So they already started on that. They're way ahead of the game. They said, why not? Hey, Let's start this early. All right. He is a ranger. Let's go golfing. Houston.
0: Listen to me. Listen. Whoever the GM is in Houston, listen to me. Open your ears. Listen to me, yeah. He's definitely listening to this podcast. Trade for a catcher. <laughs> trade for a catcher. Like, oh, get trade for a catcher.
1: Trade some of your prospects for Travis Darno. Call Travis Star, No. He's waiting.
0: Call. Tra- if you want to
1: compete, if you want to go win another World Series, trade for a catcher. We'll, we'll give them Carson Kelly. They'll give. He'll give him like two good games, and he will be injured again. <laughs> Listen, Martín Maldonado, great
0: defender. Great behind the plate. Calls a great game. Does a lot for the pitching staff. Horrific. Just bad. Everything about it. Bad. Every everything right about it. Right when he has
1: man. a bat in his hand, it's just it's not something you want to watch.
0: You know, he you know how the Dodgers would when Miguel Vargas broke his hand and they would still have the swing, yeah. Yeah, and he'd still go up and take A B's and get like, Vision. you know, track the pitches.
1: Mm-hmm. Do that with Martin Melvin. <laughs> He's the occasional home run. We got to let's not shit on Malinado too much, right? Like yeah. Yeah, but like trade he, for a catcher. He's making mills, you know. Um Mariners. <sighs> I don't even know what you do. Honestly, blow up the lineup, the blow up the lineup cuz it just doesn't work with how you have it set up right now. I was now.
0: talking I give the Cardinals a lot of shit for not taking advantage of the historically deep free agent shortstop class. Mariners should have that's another oh team absolutely that, and i talked about it with a guy at work today the mariners needed a bat they need a bat they need another big bopper in the lineup and when you had trey turner dansby swanson carlos correa
1: Corey seager, Corey seager marcus Simeon.
0: Simeon, like all these guys available over the past couple of years chris bryant like he went to colorado Rest in peace, Chris Bryant. Too. Yeah, like, I haven't he heard anything. Col- from he went to either. Colorado and fell off the face of the earth. Like, does he even play baseball anymore? But there was an option to get an infielder <laughs> in Seattle to fill that void because up the middle, they are horrible. Yes. And I know Mariners fans love J.P. Crawford. That's fine. J.P. Crawford's a better second baseman than what they have going he on. He at least
1: gets on base, which is like yeah. a serviceable thing. He plays Sh- great defense. Shift
0: him over to second base and get a competent
1: hitter to play shortstop. I mean,. I know that they I, – I feel like the Mariners have seen their mistake in the past few drafts. They have drafted heavily in shortstop. I think they understand it. Do I think they're going to change their ways and sign a shortstop or change that, like, situation they're in right now? No. No, they will not. They're continually going to put JP out there at shortstop and have a horrible second baseman that's not really MLB average hitter and just going to have somebody that's, like, decent defense. But it's not even that problem for me. It's their whole batting lineup. Like, it's almost the feel and the style of how they have their they have to have their batting lineup. At, it just doesn't work. Ty France, great hitter, get it. He is as slow as a slug, and you put a, him in a three spot where he's been hitting into a lot of ground balls because he's so slow. Which he normally, if you had anybody else in Ty France, he would not be a double play. It'd be a one out. And you also, or you put him ahead of guys and he can't make it home because he's so slow. He just creates a bottleneck in that kind of lineup. He's not a power hitter. He's not going to hit a lot of home runs. He's going to hit doubles, maybe, but mostly singles. And you just, it's hard to line it up with everybody else that's in that lineup. It's, I don't know. It's just, I don't like how that batting lineup is. It just doesn't work together.
0: The Mariners, because to Poto. We'll make 500 trades at the deadline. So yes. I don't know if they're going to be buyers or sellers, but they'll,
1: they're be, gonna they'll re, be active. They'll retool. <laughs> they'll be there. Yeah, they'll be there. Angels should blow it up. Should sell, honestly. like If they're going to trade Otani, they need to trade Trout. They need to trade everything. Blow it up. Get all the prospects you can. Be good in two to three years. You already drafted pretty well. You already have a guy that you drafted like last year that's in the MLB. You have Logan Ohapi that was playing great, now injured. Sucks. Just blow it up. It doesn't, hasn't worked. Do not waste Trout's career for the next three years where he's going to be declining by the time you make it to the playoffs. It's it, Otani's going to leave. Mercifully, trade Mike. Mercifully, fall on your sword and admit that you have wasted too much time with these You are games. what the Mariners did to Ken Griffey Jr.,
0: to Ichiro, <laughs> to Felix Hernandez, to Edwin Diaz, Ed, Edgar Martinez,
1: Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz. Alex Rodriguez. Alex
0: Rodriguez. <laughs> You've wasted the prime of one of the best players the game has ever Randy seen. Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. Like Yeah. Good job, Mariners. Like, uh, You're the new Mariners. You're the Mariners for the longest time were the worst franchise in American sports history. You're getting real damn close to taking the crown. Good thing you've won some World Series. Good thing you've won some World Series. Mercifully. Trade Mike Trout. Trade yeah. Otani. I it's it always goes back to the tweet that I s that blew up where it's like Otani did something that Bubblegum Scooter didn't no one since Bubblegum has done in the eighteen fifty since the eighteen fifties and Mike Trout hit his five hundredth home run of the season. Angels lose eight to two. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, it's just – yeah, they need to blow it up. Hopefully they sell, but I don't believe that they're really going to. They're going to be a little bit hard-headed about it and be like, we can make it work, and they're going to lose Otani by the end of the year. It is what it is. Oakland A's should Uh, sell if they they have anyone to sell. Sell what? Yeah, exactly. We are –
0: that team, until they do better for their fans, we're done talking about them. Okay. Moving on. Okay. The team that's not to be named.
1: Cleveland Guardians
0: (sighs) Eh? (laughs) buy?
1: Sell? They they they'll sell I feel like they'll they'll sell sell, uh, Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber. Um maybe Rosario. Yeah. But that's about it. They're in a good spot. They have really good starting pitchers coming up. That's why you should just get rid of Bieber. He's kind of underperformed and he's gonna get pushed out of the rotation anyways. Cardinals? Yeah, I get it. I know. Yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I feel bad for Bieber having to go to the Cardinals So that's what happens.
0: Shane, <laughs> listen, St. Louis is wonderful this time of year. I think anywhere
1: around this time of year is pretty good. It's <laughs> summer.
0: If Listen, we just trade for Shane Bieber. We have a really good team. We still miss the playoffs. It's fine. We'll be ready for next year. We don't trade Paul Goldschmidt. We trade Steven Matz to Walmart. John Mosellock should have a notepad. and Everything I say, he needs to write down.
1: Fire yourself. And then throw it in the trash and light it on fire. Got it. Minnesota Twins probably should buy. Yeah. They have a good team. They have a team that's going to be under contract. They need outfield. They need some hitters. They need some hitters. Uh, their pitching rotation is great. Their bullpen could use like one to two bullpen arms, but really they need a hitter. Yeah, they should buy. They should buy. They need a hitter. Uh, it's been a great play by them having Byron basically only play DH. It's great play. He's staying healthy. He's in the lineup every single day as a DH. Fine with it. Hate not seeing his defensive highlights, but he's been pretty healthy in Byron bucks in terms. So it doesn't really matter. At least they're there, you know, they're doing what's right. Um, Tigers and Royals, kind of the same thing.
0: Yeah, they, I mean. I mean, at least they're starting to have some prospects come up, and that's nice.
1: Tigers try to sell Javi Baez. (laughs) Like, Royals sell Granky if someone needs a starting pitcher, but I don't feel like he's been doing that great anyway, so there's not really going to be a market for him. White Sox need to absolutely blow it up. Sell everything you have. Yes. Yes. Flash sale. um, Get everything out of there. Fire sale fire sale yes like literally Dylan Cease needs to be on a contender Lanceland needs to be on a contender every single pitcher is going to be traded on that team get Tim Anderson Tim Anderson trade Tim Anderson literally they're going to keep like Andrew Vaughn and Luis Robert and they're going to keep burger most likely they're gonna keep the young guys that they self control, but everybody else that's been on the yeah. team that buying contracts, they're gonna be gone. They, that's what they should do.
0: I have no idea how the White Sox ended up at this point. I thought they were gonna. I thought they were set for like years. I thought they were. going to it's, run the central. I think
1: it's the manager situation. I just they've had so, a revolving door of managers that they didn't have like oh
0: hiring Tony Larusa when they did that a couple of years ago horrible the you had a manager that took a team and. Sped up your rebuild by a year because of how much he was able to get out of your players and get them into the playoffs. He was a player's manager. You went into the season like we'll be a fringe contender, and you made the playoffs, so you overperformed. And then you fire him for a dinosaur. Also, former St. Louis Cardinal with DUI problems.
1: Not surprised. One, Not one bit at all for that, for D- Tony, honestly. Come on, Tony.
0: Tony, come on. Dude, what's, what's worse? Ugh, real quick, what's worse? What? Getting pulled over for a DUI and saying I'm Ozuna for the Braves or getting pulled over for a DUI and saying I'm a fucking Hall of Famer?
1: <laughs> Both are bad. <laughs> Both are bad because you're getting pulled over for a DUI. <laughs> but what's a worse way to get out of it? I'm Ozuna from the Braves, or I'm a Hall of Famer. The first way to get out of it is I'm Ozuna from the Braves. Yeah. I'm a Hall of Famer saying, like, I did a lot of life. I deserve to do this. That's bad deserve wording. to do this. It's <laughs> bad wording. Whoa. Whoa. Let's move on. Um, all of AL East, not sellers, mainly buyers. But what are they going to buy? Who knows? There's not really much to buy. That
0: division's really good. They're
1: really good. I feel bad. The Red Sox are 48 and 43, and they're nine games back on the first place of AL East and two games back on the wild card. The whole wild card, like we talked about, is going to be the AL East by the end of it, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... it's. Un- the Sorry, or- AL
1: West will probably have one. Maybe. Honestly. like They could lose it. Yeah, if the Astros... If, That'd be crazy if, if the Astros didn't make it to the playoffs. If the Astros didn't make... Don't make enough moves at the
0: deadline or they get out done at the deadline and Boston or New
1: York just, you know. Yeah, just like get a hot. But I mean, Toronto's a playoff team. The Astros not being in the playoffs is like the Golden State Warriors not being in the playoffs. It's odd at this point. The Orioles,
0: and I hate to say it.
1: The only reason
0: I see like maybe it's not a clean sweep AL East in the wild card is if the Orioles free fall just because they have so many young players where it's like they get figured out or they have like they cool off in the second half. Mm,
1: I don't I don't think I I don't I'm comfortable with how the Orioles have been playing. I I don't think I don't think they have those problems. But But I can see what you're meaning. Yeah,
0: like it's you have to think it is a lot of these guys first time grinding out a big league season. But that's it.
1: That's yeah. Yeah, I mean they're not gonna be selling whatsoever. They're gonna be buying some some bullpen arms, something like that, but they're fine with where they're at. They're not gonna have any problems. It's the straight line deadline is going to be interesting. I think the main reason it's gonna be interesting is just because of all the young players that have come into this league this this year that have made such a difference for every team. I just overall wanna talk about just I feel like that generation is flipping now. The talent pool that's coming into the MLB is a lot different. I feel like we're going to see a lot less bust in a sense where a lot of guys that come to like make it to MLB are not going to just fall out of the league anymore. I feel like with how analytical it is now, how much you can review your swing and how fast guys will adapt to the MLB it's just been crazy to see this year with how many rookies have come into the league in one year and made a splash. Like the whole entire reds are basically rookies, maybe a year experience in MLB. That's it. But you have the reds, you have the pirates, you have the Orioles that most of them, you don't even didn't even know their names before this year. You have the diamondbacks. There's so many young teams and it's exciting to see this generation flip into like the old generation of players are kind of falling off. This new generation is coming in and they're really exciting. And a lot of those unwritten rules are also disappearing with the young players coming in, which is fun to see, honestly.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out over the next few years. And it definitely has made the trade deadline weird because, kind of like what we talked about, there's not what do you do in terms of like a lot of teams are in that what do you do in terms of making trades and stuff because you have to like if these guys are up, they're performing. You have to see what happens.
1: Yeah. Um, Standings go about like, we're seeing the AL East and AL West, they're basically going to be competing for the last playoff spots. It's
0: kind of the same thing in the National League too. It's the, I mean, the Pirates are kind of in there for the Central, but the team, like both of the standings are dominated, like going into the second
1: half. By the West and East. Yeah. Yeah uh playoffs will be interesting this year it's going to be interesting how everything is set up for sure because this wild card is going to be close the divisions are going to be close right now the dodgers are leading in, in a West, but the diamondbacks are only a game back the giants are only a few games back and they have both the wild card spots We're talking about the Marlins making it right now, but that will probably change. I don't see them holding on to the last wildcard spot, but they'll be close, which will be good for them. Yeah. The 2020 season is the last time they made the playoffs, and that was kind of only because it was the 2020 season. They kind of got hot for the whole season, and it was a short season, so it's easy to stay hot during that whole time.
0: And I think what we'll do is next week we'll do – we kind of recapped the All-Star game, kind of just a brief catch-up to baseball – Episodes are going to be pretty baseball heavy right now. Yeah, right now because that's pretty much the only sport. Maybe going a month
1: on. until NFL will we talk about a little Get bit. Get some
0: NFL going. Next week we'll do MLB prediction, midseason MLB predictions, playoffs, World Series, awards. Yeah. Week after that we'll do some more specific trade deadline predictions. Yeah. Talk about where we think some of the big na- big names August will 1st, go, who be traded, and yeah, like I said. It's gonna be pretty baseball heavy the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, which isn't a big deal because it's an exciting part of the year. Right after the All Star break, you really get to see who actually can hold on to form because this All Star break, having these few days off, you're getting tired after the whole year. We're gonna see who can keep up with the performance they've had. Is Luis Arraez gonna drop off his batting average really heavily, or is it gonna kind of still gonna be 5 for this 400 average? We'll see. That's gonna be interesting. Last of uh, rest of the year for MLB. Yes, it will, and I will.
0: The NBA Summer League is happening. We're not going to talk about it. It's extended college basketball. We'll talk about these guys when they're actually playing NBA We may
1: give a little bit of recap once the whole Summer League is over, maybe like the MVP of the league, but we know most of the time the Summer League MVP is a guy that was drafted in the later rounds that plays for a team that's good. He's not got much playing time in the regular season, so it's hard to say what we're going to get from him. He's a, a guy that played multiple years at college, so he's just more developed. Bigger dude. Physically gifted, you know, whatever it might be. We'll cover it. Obviously, Victor's been doing well, but like we said, he's done for the summer, though. Yeah, they're not going to let him. That was great. Which is understandable. Let him bulk up, honestly. 225 is too light. Um, But we'll cover it at one point. It's just covering a week by week on the summer league is a little too much. It's a lot going on. A lot of guys we won't even hear about during the regular season. It's going to be more fun to start talking about once they have like their preseason games of like the california classic with the kings and the warriors and the Suns. once we actually see nba players stars getting the the court we'll talk about it again um but we're just waiting around for a little bit more of those sports to start starting up it's gonna get exciting so we're excited for nfl though It'll yeah be great when football season started start. talking a little bit about fantasy here and there fall I'm pretty good with fantasy football fall is the it's the fun part of really the year.
0: Good, really good sports. We got NFL starting. We got baseball playoffs. That'll be NBA
1: starting back up.
0: Yep. NBA no one cares about the NBA in the
1: regular season, but okay. Well it'll be fun. Who knows? It'll be fun. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about a lot more next week. Um that's gonna it's gonna be the crunch time at MLB though. We're in the second half. We're gonna see who gets to make the playoffs, and we all know that we watch the regular season really to see the playoffs at the end of the day.
0: The Cardinals are dead.
1: Yeah, we already knew that a few weeks ago. It's just you're finally coming to realization and accepting the fact that the Cardinals are not going to be good.
0: You know, we talked about how the White Sox suck and they need to blow everything up. Did you know the Cardinals lost their last series before the All-Star break to the White Sox? Did you know that our bullpen blew multiple leads in that series?
1: Yeah, I did. I don't bring these things up to you because I know it makes you sad. And then I have to hear about a rant about how the GM and Marmola is absolutely asked at their job. You could do a better job than them, hire you if you were here. Why didn't we sign you know it's like it's recycled stuff at this point. We don't need to talk about it all the time. So we'll
0: see you next week. Keisha, <laughs> do you want to send us out?
1: Special guest, my dog, Keisha. She was here t- this week. Yeah, she's been very spastic the whole yeah. time. She's never been over in this room, so she does not know what to do.
0: Just put her on the desk. Yeah,
1: the, yeah, let her be a desk dog for the little ending. All right, you want to send us out, Gunner? All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Final
0: Play Podcast. Please be sure to follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get those. We will be... Back next week, like we said, more MLB coverage, end of the season predictions.
1: Goodbye. Later.